98.9 Northwest FM, this is Car Talk with Matty J. Another Tuesday night, and more car related topics as per usual. Uh, we are your car uh, enthusiast show for the northwestern side of the community. Um, joined by James from Movies, what's going on? How you going, mate? And uh, Alan, what's going on, man? Um, I'm not just happy to be back. It's been a few weeks since you've been on? Yes, it has. I'm, miss, I'm missing the show. Missing the show? How is the WRX? Uh, it's doing okay. Doing alright? Yeah. Any, any, any latest news on it? Uh, nothing so far. I'm just, I've uh, been, you know, on the grind, working hard at uni, making some money, and now I need to decide what to spend the money on, <laughs> which is always a good predicament to be in, I think. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it is. Except there's not enough money for everything, so, you know, you got to pick what you want first, maybe an exhaust or some rooms, but I don't know. You, you do need that. Just, just that exhaust rumble. Uh, uh, unequal length headers, mate. And, and there are so many options on the market as well, where I could get possibly the same effect for nine hundred dollars that I would get for two thousand dollars. Yeah. And you know, if I can, I'm, I'm, I do want to go to cheaper options. You, you were going to go turbo back, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'll tell and you. What, I'll tell you what you do. You get a piece of cardboard and a peg, and you plug it to your to your rims. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm making a, I'm making a joke about. Did you never do that to your bike? No. Alan this does sound sick. How does Alan not not know? Okay. What 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 were you used I'll to do when you were kids? Oh, home no. When I was um a young young child, I had a, young a pink I had a pink BMX. Right. It was the coolest BMX around. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> what, what we used to do when we were kids, this is an old trick from, I don't know, the 40s straight, or Straight, straight style, straight style. So you get a piece of cardboard, a peg, like a laundry peg, and you, Pick the one of the spokes. Yeah, yeah, and then and then when you when you ride your bike and the the spokes hit the it goes sounds like you got a motor. It's it's amazing. It sounds like fun. I can't say I've ever done that. I don't think it'd work on the WRX though. Just a suggestion. Hit the brake calipers and probably cause a crash. Flip the car. Flip the car. Just catch fire. No, well, um, yeah, definitely go for a turbo back, and then obviously because you've you got your intake, you, which is which is going on good. It's, yeah, made, it's making pretty pretty silly turbo sounds, which is all <laughs> exactly pretty semi legal sounds. Oh, well, it, it, it's always good for a giggle. Um, and once you get that, and you're you're obviously going to go for STI turbo, yep. then it's time for the trim. I'm guessing so that'll be the next step. Yeah, and I just got to get an intercooler that looks stock, but it isn't stock. Just, just because the EPA on. only lets you have one item, it, one air mod. Yeah, but I, I guess it, like. I don't know what the deal is with that. If if you like, if you put like genuine like parts on there, they're like like for example, it's a Subaru part that's just off a better model. Yeah, if I if I were to Surely put the SDI intercooler like... on, they wouldn't be able to say anything. Um, it's just usually if I'm going to get an SDI intercooler, it'd probably be secondhand. And if I can get a Process West or something similar for the same price, yeah, I'd probably go for that Process 100%. West. Maybe peel off the sticker. It's just SDI. <laughs> SD's Process West. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a good option. Definitely a good option. What about you, James? How's the Mighty Estini on? Yeah, pretty good. It's still it's still alive. It's still barely. Um, just barely. I mean, it's running. It's got a few cracks and dints, and well, a lot of dints. Um, but yeah, no, it's like I said on uh, you know on other shows, like it's Mazda, so it'll just keep running. Yeah. Until I you know pour sugar in the gas tank. <laughs> How is your um your battle with this big spider in your yeah? Your so mirror? I mean, so, like, I, I'm assuming it's a small spider because it's hard to find, right? Yeah. And he keeps he keeps really getting in the the cran nooks and crannies. Uh, you can't say cra- you can't say crannies on its own. It sounds weird. You have yeah. to say nooks and crannies. Nooks and crannies yeah. You can say nooks on its own. Anyway, so <laughs> it's funny that eh? <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Um, yeah, so he he you know I mentioned on the show last week like there's a spider. He keeps making a, a web over the the passenger side rearview mirror, 
I can't see every morning I clean it off and you know next day it's back there again I've like sprayed a hose uh, in in the in the, <laughs> in the mirror, mirror in the um in the engine bay the yeah. you know where the a-frame is um uh, you know I, I I keep wiping it off it keeps coming back and my dad's like why don't you just spray it with uh, surface uh, insect surface spray, spray. Yeah. and he's like He's like, I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't even think, like, it's so simple. So, like, and, and unfortunately it was raining. So I'm like, I can't do it when it's raining. It's, it's wet everywhere. It's not going to work. So I waited. Uh, the sun came out um, and I just sprayed the crap out of the mirror. And I sprayed in the, in the, uh, the door frame everywhere. Um, and then it seems, to, it seems to have worked. So, so you, you, you finally, you finally you killed an entire family I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad because I don't have my spider bite <laughs> keep, keep annoying me, but at the same time now I can see the mirror. Although now that now the mirror is all foggy because of the um <laughs> the spray. spray, and I keep oh, now I have to clean the mirror. Um, I've cleaned it once and it's like it's gone foggy again. So I don't know. Now, <laughs> I'm probably, cursed. You probably damaged the mirror. It's, it's the cur- I'll probably yeah. You, I'll probably damaged. Usually you have to be careful with uh, insect spray. Some of them do melt plastic. Yeah, I've probably um, done that. <laughs> it's actually a technique some people use to clear up the headlights again. Oh right, really? Spray, uh, insect spray. Yeah, certain insect sprays with certain ingredients they'll actually melt through plastic. Jesus and, Christ. Uh, I, I, Personally, I think there's better ways. <laughs> As uh, the, the stuff I gave you that yeah, one time? The, the, the sandpaper and, uh, you know. Doing it properly. And, and re-clear coating is probably, I'd say, one of the most important things. It is. If you don't want to keep doing it again and again. Um, because once you do sand it down, um, if there is no, if you've taken off, like, a lot of the protection, the UV protection from the uh, the lens, it's it's gone yellow again. Yeah. Very quickly, so. And, like, I get a lot of people coming back, coming to my place of work, and they be like, oh, you know, you sold us this product, and, and it's, and it's you know, it's, it's gone yellow about, like, two months later. I'm like, well, did you clear it? Did you, like, you know, you, you basically protect it from happening again? No. It specifically says to do it, <laughs> and I would have mentioned it to you, but anyway, we won't go there. Well, look, James, lucky you, you didn't happen when you were driving, because um, if, if you were driving, you'd see a spider come down, and on, oh. on t- do you want to just, like, probably crash and, you know, Hey, I hope, yeah, I hope he hasn't moved to the other side. Maybe he's going to start <laughs> on the driver's side mirror. <laughs> I had a period where both of my mirrors were getting... Uh, <laughs> and I just let it happen. I was like, you know, just like, you do what you do. You get used to it and it becomes part of the car, like part of the... That's uh, part of the family. Yeah. And when you overtake, you just have to just hope. <laughs> <laughs> Change the lanes, just like, somebody might be there, but, you know. But I can't tell. The spider will let me know if someone's... <laughs> Coming up in my it, blind spot. It, it'll just jump out. <laughs> look, look, we're going to get to our first break of the night. We're going to... We, we're having a Eurovision theme night tonight, boys. Because nice. of, of, of Eurovision. Or Eurovision or Eurobeat? Eurovision. I'll, I'll have to play a Eurobeat version uh, for you know, for our initiative fans at home. Uh, Eurobeat intensifies. Uh, but we'll definitely... Eurovision was on this week, and I'm a bit of a Eurovision tragic. Watch it every year, which is kind tragic. of... Tragic. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a bit sad to say. But, um, I watch it every year. It's, I'm it's personally of so the opinion that Australia is not in Europe, so, uh, you know. You know what, though? We're honorary members. We're honorary members because we love it that much. And, you know, we've been there more times than, than you know, than people, people think. They're like, oh, they didn't know they were Australian. It would be really funny if the UK no longer gets invited to Eurovision. And then <laughs> Australia does. <laughs> uh, look, we're going to go to our first song. This is probably my favourite Eurovision song. Um, it's just called Euphoria by Lorene. I don't know if you guys have heard this one. This, this one in 2012, I think it did. It, this song beat uh, a group of grannies from Russia. <laughs> I remember it, that. Yeah, that was the best. Uh, <laughs> the rapping grannies. Were, yeah, like they were just like it was like they were they were just singing really slow. They're putting like a like cookies in the oven. They had like they had like a stage oven. It was yeah. hilarious. 
and then and then all of a sudden like the beat kicks in and they, they just start like <laughs> not raving but they're trying to rave. So that was super cute. That was that was actually believe it or not Russia's um highest ever <laughs> highest ever score. Um, but you know they're actually a real group though in, in their in really? their in their town. Yeah, and the the money they got from um <laughs> you gotta laugh the money they got from from Eurovision and from the records are sold. They they put it like they made a church for the for their town. Ah. Uh. So it was, it was it was really cute. Really, really cute. Go, go to love the old, the old, the old grandmas. <laughs> but this is the song I lost to, and you and um, you know, Euphoria is a fantastic song. Um, actually, which country is this from? Uh, Sweden. Okay. Sweden, Sweden kills uh, Eurovision. Like they're, 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 you know, I mean, ABBA. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. So, um, this is Lorraine with with um, just to say Eurovision with um, Euphoria. We'll be right back after this. We're going up. <laughs> uh, best song, classic Eurovision. That's going back. To, uh, that's Lorraine with Euphoria. She actually hated that song the first time she heard it. When she went to sing it, um, I was watching uh, the top forty Eurovision songs of all time, and she she, she said they played it. And she's like, no, nah, I am not. Yeah. I am not doing this. <laughs> and then she um like she did her own thing and it, it won Eurovision. Um, heading back into into tonight's topic, so. Just uh, we're going to talk about cars that are hidden gems. Like hidden gems is in their performance bargains one, and two that are really good cars that people just don't really know about, and they're not as be- they're not as famous as like your Skylines and your and, you know, your Evos and, and stuff like that. So, um, to me, I kind of like cars like this that are, that are that are quick and like interesting, but not many people know about. Like they kind of have that sleeper sleeper mm. feel. They so, might not look as flashy as they are. Performance wise, yeah, but um, and, and it's always good to like if you are going to a car show to drive down with something that's very unique, definitely. And, and like if you, if you want something performance, a lot of times you, you're in that cookie cutter situation where you can say like, buy a Mustang, um, you know, run into crowds, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, buy an uh, or before they discontinue them, buy an Evo or an STI or you know, one of our V8s, yeah. So uh, rather than be in that kind of cookie cutter situation, it's nice to be able to get something that's Still high on the performance end, but not every second person has, you know, in the parking lot, mm. so... Well, I mean, like, you know, having said that, like, every second person has an X6 Turbo, but not, not many people have an F6. That's why I went for that. I understand. You understand? Yeah. You, you, and you, you, don't, you don't see yeah, that. And, but... and then you try and get a bumper over your bar. Yeah, and it's four and a half grand later, and you cannot find them. Um, that's the only reason why I regret buying <laughs> parts. But, okay, so... I've got a few on my list that I was going to talk about. I mean, I've talked about this one one particular car I'm going to talk about first many times in the show, because it is such an underappreciated car for what it is. Um, price right prices they they started about like eight grand and they go onwards. I mean, like sixteen would be like the best one in the country. Mazda six MPS, you know, all drive turbo four cylinder. Jeremy Clarkson reckons it's one of the like best cars to, that he's driven. It's like under a hundred thousand pounds. He actually said it in, in when he was when he test drove it. Fantastic! I've driven one. Brilliant car. I don't. I don't understand how how no one like likes these cars. Excuse my ignorance, but what's um James from Established? He's is he's MPS. He's got the Mazda, he's three. Mazda three MPS. Oh, you're so talking about the Mazda six. The Mazda six is the bigger is the bigger like the more sedan style oh, okay. one. Because I feel like they're both very good cars, but the Mazda three MPS has definitely been uh, embraced more 100%. by the market. Yeah. Um, because it's, I don't know, it's, it's a girl looking car and it's got performance. <laughs> it's a hot hatchback. That, that's why and people know what hot hatchbacks are. People yeah. respect hot hatchbacks, but no one kind of respects them as a six. Yeah. And you know, it, it's just that very much a, 
Sun. Sensible kind of just regular driving car, it or is. regular large car, or medium car, sorry, it should be in that range, roughly. It is. Yeah, like, there's this, you go there, you take your passengers, nothing special, it looks nice, but you never think that it's it's a beast, you know? Like, they are a very quick car. I um, I test drove one a while back, uh, when before when before we tried to get my, my mother a car, I was trying to get her into an MTS. <laughs> She actually, she enjoyed it though, believe it or not, but um, she's like, uh, probably not for me, because the one we, t- we tested had, a, had a, a couple of modifications, and then, so I had like a front mount and you know, other things, had an exhaust. 230 kilowatts to the wheels, was it? It was, um, it was pretty quick, yeah, it was tuned and stuff, so it was, it was a fast car. Um, it was actually fu- even funnier seeing my mum like, give it the beans, and like, I'm, I'm all sitting in the back, I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of scary, we're doing, a, we're doing a really high number here. Um, but, Mazda 6 MPS... Where people don't know the, the the party piece of this car is that it's all drive. So whereas the Mazda 3 is, is front wheel drive, drive yeah. the Mazda 6 MPS was all wheel drive, and the Mazda 6 MPS only came out in the in the G I think it was a GD or, yeah GD model. So like the like for example like Julian Julian Shaver yeah. that we've had on the show before. Um, it's a shame because it was so widely regarded as a fantastic car to drive, and and it is a fantastic car to drive. You know you you, you can actually feel like the whole it's it's weird. Have you ever driven a car with a Halidex kind of um, all wheel drive system? Uh, no, I wouldn't have. Like, like it's it's different to the Rex because the Rex is like biased to the rear, yeah. So, this is like when the front starts to lose grip, you can it, it's like you can feel it like you can feel it work, and it, and it shifts all power to the back, and you can kick it into a slide. It's a it's, it's an odd feeling, but it's quite sensational when, once you once you're on the, once you're on the limit. Is this another situation though where the maximum amount of power that will go to the rear is fifty percent? I think it is on, on those. Um, Similar to the Audi TTs, Audi TTs and stuff. Um, but some of them, like for example, uh, like can send like you know pretty much all the power to the rear. Yeah. So um, it depends on the car. But I know the with the Mazda Six MPS, I'm pretty sure it's fifty was the max it'll do. Correct me if I'm wrong. If, if I am wrong, text in O double four double seven double seven nine eight nine or send us a message on our Facebook page. But um, you know, it's it's they're one of those cars that just having that experience of knowing where the front end's about to go and give it give it some um give it the beans and then the fuel the rear end come around. It's to feel that whole system work in a in a all wheel drive car. It's quite odd. I mean, like you, you, with all wheel drive, you think you got all the grip in the world, but yeah. when when that until happens, you don't until you don't. Yeah, it's exactly right. Um, but it's just weird though because you can transfer that we can transfer the the weight and the power real, real easy in them. Whereas in like like a more rear wheel drive bias like yours, it, it it's grip 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 and then oh crap. <laughs> So, like, you can, as I said, you can get them real cheap, and they're very underappreciated for what they are. And they, they do a lot of, ca- but you, some of the ones have done a lot of Ks, but, I mean, you get leather, you get, you know, you get, you get a lot of options at them. Some even came with sat-nav. A really nice car. Underappreciated car. Uh, if uh, I, I definitely agree with that, yeah. That, that's, that's a good car for the list. And it, and it doesn't, it just looks like a standard Mazda 6, like, unless you know what you're looking at, like, when you, with the, with the chunk. Oh, yeah. okay, so you can't, yeah, you can't tell. Yeah. It sounds like the MPS badge and... Were there any trim variations? I feel they might have been it like was the outer trim. Front and rear, front and rear bars are different. Yeah. Um, and it's got a high rise bonnet for, to accommodate for the intercooler, and it's um, it's got like a a little a little ducktail spoiler. That's pretty much pretty much all that all that identifies. Like, like anyone that wasn't into cars probably yeah. wouldn't wouldn't uh, bat an eyelid. No. To saw the drive by. But people that are into cars say, "Oh, that's an MPS. Uh, that's pretty cool." So. They are definitely a car that's um, that that are fantastic value for money, and you know just super underappreciated. Like it's that's, that's why I've talk, that's why I keep talking about them. And I've always wanted them as a six MPS. Um, I might get one when they get a bit cheaper, and I can put the laser and club bridge <laughs> by the time. 
But anyway, that's the first one on my list. What, what, what have you got there, uh, uh, Alan? Uh, the first one on my list, like, my cars, uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on their popularity. Yeah. Uh, some of them may be more popular, but the um, Mitsubishi Galant. Um, VR4? VR4, yes. Yeah. The performance version. Yes, yes. With the all-wheel drive and the uh, the 206 kilowatts, that's legal. The gentleman's agreement. The gentleman's agreement, 206 kilowatts. So, <laughs> you know, there's definitely more than that. Um, just, uh, like, when you think of any kind of Mitsubishi performance, you'll you'll think of an Evo. You think Evo, you think Eclipse. Eclipse, yeah. But we didn't get the Eclipse here, but you still think Eclipse, and you think pretty much 3000 GT or, yeah. or GTO. But you don't really think of the Galant. You don't, and um, which is why I guess it's like it's one of those secret performance cars, and very unique. Uh, I haven't, I've very rarely seen Glance around here. Yeah, you um, didn't get it. Actually, James Mum had a Glance. Yeah, um, a ninety. I want to say ninety three, but I'm not. I think it. Had, it was about that. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a VR four though. Yeah. It was still the V six, but it wasn't a VR four. And uh, I think the photo here, yeah, the eighth generation is probably what, in my opinion, looks the best. Um, very very sharp styling for what it was, and being you know the the Ford also down I think in Japan is available as a wagon maybe, so. Uh yeah, the the wagon version of that was called the Lignum. Okay. So you, you'll probably see a few Lignums around. Lignums are cool. Uh, they're, they're like a they're like a Caldina and a Stagia kind of thing yeah, as well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, definitely definitely cool car. And just. I guess you have the V6, you have the turbo, you have the power, yep. all-wheel drive, and a four-wheel sedan again. So I guess it's something similar to an MPS Mazda. It is, yeah. It's just a bit older. Yeah. And uh, for that reason, again, it's just, you can rock up to a car meet, it'd be very unique there. Very unique, yeah. You could drive around every day, no one would bat an eyelid. Like, it just looks very, it, it looks a bit sharp, but it doesn't look in, incredibly like, just look at me, I'm going to do a burnout. It, it, it doesn't have, here's my, here's my uh, you know, here's my car, watch me, watch me limit a bash all the way out yeah. there at, at the exit. Even the older versions of them, um, were they called the VR4 as well? They might have been called the VR4. Like this, Cause, cause, yeah, I think the, the, the VR4 the, the previous gen, And they had a 4G63. They, had, they, had the, uh, they pretty much had an Evo engine. And they still had all drive. They, they, were, they were really cool. Um, but both, both the Galant VR4s, I've always, I've always kind of liked. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're one of those cars that are... Yeah, you're right. Like, like a Mazda 6 MPS, kind of same principle, um, but just underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. And was the VR4 available in Australia for sale, or the first you... gen was, I believe. Like the, the the first one they sold here was was because um they because the first one was was I think a homologated car yeah, for for uh, Ferrelling, yeah. yeah. So and that was one that was the one with the four G sixty three, which yeah. is an Evo engine. So uh, they were, well, I've actually I've actually been in one of those. They're quite quick actually. They because they don't weigh much. They yeah. they, they, they 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 get down the road. Uh, but their parts are for them for those for the really old ones are really really hard to find. Uh, and the one I actually went in was was pretty riced out. It had like a had a, like a lime green um, Fast and Furious paint job. Oh, okay. it, it, it was the, it, the same color as the Eclipse. Believe oh, it or not. Cool. It was cool, but the car was beat. <laughs> and um, my mechanic had put a new engine in it and a new gearbox. It went like the clappers, though. It went, it, it, it it was insanely fast. But um, you know, it just it was just an old car that was just beat. So yeah. if if you can find a nice one of those, that that'd be even cooler. Eligible for coverage, which is which we know is a good thing with the Merc. I'll move on to another one. I was going to say, okay, look, the Ford AU we know is a very. Is, is, See, he's I, already laughing. No, no, I knew is you a, were going to mention this car. Is there a, I, and I'll allow it. <laughs> there's two, yeah? That. The Ford AU, okay, for those of you who don't, don't know what I'm talking about, the Ford AU Falcon, and, and for those of you who are abroad, especially in the States, to our listeners, hi Dave and hi everyone else. 
the Ford AU is the ugliest piece of crap you've <laughs> ever seen in your life. <laughs> it grosses you, okay. It's Australian design, and it's, you know, like somebody had, like, you know, drunk, like, three bottles of, <laughs> of, of rum, of, of rum and, then, and then puked on, like, a piece of paper and said, that's I think, it right I think there. that's a car. That's it right there. And we'll take it. Believe it or not, though, it was it was um at the time the interior and stuff was like classified like it actually that car won awards for design, and we, we looked back at it and we were like how the hell did that thing win awards? But it did. Yeah, that's yeah. Devs look at that. I, just, like, I looked up a picture because I wasn't sure which one. Yeah, but the ugly one. The ugly one. But having said that, the most reliable Falcon, to be honest with you, like because the, they actually finally got the single overhead cam engine right. They they, they sorted out the head gasket issues and they plagued the E series engines. Um, but they were just ugly as crap, and they kind of Ford really never recovered after that. Um, like the, they did a bit with the B series, but with the FG ne- never recovered. Um, but two two models, is particularly in the in the um, AU series, a Series Three XR8 220, which had a 220 kilowatt five liter Windsor. If you can find one of those in a five speed with the Tickford body kit and everything, a really nice car. But even better than that, Ford TS50 and TU50s. Uh, is that what you think I was going to talk about? I was, I was just thinking you were gonna, generally going to throw in the AU. Well, not particularly. Yeah. Well, it is a very under unappreciated car. Like it was, that was probably the, still today the the, the car that's he's laughing already. <laughs> but it's the best car that like, it's the most car. It's it's a, how do I how do I phrase this? It's the it's the most Australian built car ever because it was made it was like as rugged for the conditions as it could be. It's, it's simple. It's the most bogan car. It is, pretty much, yeah. Like, if you go to the Outback, you'll just see full drives and any Falcons. <laughs> it's, it's legit, though, because they, they just do not die. But those two models in particular, the TS50, uh, T, T, the Series 3 T3, and an AUXR8 220 with the... Fire, with the with, get, get them both to the five-speed. Really, really, really cool cars. Um, under Underappreciated cars. I looked it up. The one with the circular lights is pretty cool. Yeah, that's the AU. Um, that's the XR8 220. Yeah. So that's um, they were they were cool. They, they kind of redeemed the, the ugliness. <laughs> sort, of, sort of a yeah, that one. That's that's a TS50. So uh, yeah, look at that rear spoiler and tell me it's very bad supercar. That's, that's acceptable, is it? It's, it's like, like it's a you, w- wouldn't, you wouldn't like lean down to the seat as you were driving by, so people wouldn't see you. <laughs> it looks like a bad supercar. I mean, come on, it's they hold the value surprisingly well. Like for an AU Falcon, they do. It looks like a mum's version of a V8 Supercar. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, it still today divides opinions, but the AU Falcon uh, was, in those two trims, a very good car. Was the AU Falcon the one we saw uh, a YouTube video of somebody pouring in uh, water from a hose into the... Uh, Inside? In, into the oil? Uh, no, th- th- that was a BA. That was a BA? Yeah, yeah. and the, it still ran. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, geez, the, the good old Ford six-cylinder engine, and that's real Australian engineering right there. Look, you know, Falcons. Everyone knows are tough as nails. That's why they're cabs. That's why they runs what, on BB. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Man. I'm walking out of the studio right now over this. But yeah, um, they, they, they do run on VB. They run on um, geez, they, they run on fumes of anything really. But but they're back to basics, bread and butter engineering, and yeah, you know, they work and they work and they work surprisingly well. Well, you said they were cabs. The aren't cabs old cop cars? Well, cabs and cop cars usually are the same period of the same car. Mm. Um, except cabs usually just had rubber floors and you know vinyl vinyl interiors. Yeah, to, but to, you're saying to suck up the puke. 
But are you saying the cops, cop cars used AUs at yeah, some point? Yeah, they did. Yeah, at, at their time, they, they used they used X-rays, they used you know Fortes, they yeah, they used the equal the Commodores and the and the, and the Camrys at their time. So. Yeah, and, and believe it or not, they used Rexes as well. Yeah, and and the chasers at the time were you know of that caliber as well. Yep. So when you think of an AU Falcon trying to do a chase right now, um, <laughs> it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. <laughs> but at that time, that was just that was know, what they had. That was what they had, and that's also, I guess, what was available to the consumers. I mean, if somebody's going to race a Ferrari against them, yes, they're going to get away. But <laughs> that'll happen even today um, against a lot of the highway patrols. Unless you have a Supra. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they were what they were for the time. Well, my pick of the two, if look, if you if you've got the money. TS and T50s are still around the 20, 25 grand mark because they're, they're quite expensive to get one of those but if, if you've got about 10, 12 grand laying around and you want and you want something that's that's holding value quite well and it's alright, 220 220 kilowatts didn't have the, the full two, you know, two, 250 that um, the Stroker TS series had but, you know, cool, cool cars, cool cars what, what's next on your list? Did you, did you have anything else or you just had the... Um, the, the, the other car I probably want to talk about mainly um, I'll talk a little bit about Civics later on um, because <laughs> you know it. Uh, like when you think of Nissan, they've got so many good cars. Yeah, they do. Uh, even just if you're not talking about Skylines or um, S15s or other Sylvias, you can talk about even Pulsars. Yeah, I mean they're great cars. The GIRs all. are very underappreciated. Yeah. yeah, but um, 300 ZX. Yeah, man. Yeah, turbo one has yeah. to be a turbo, and it has to be. Well, they come in two versions: two plus two, or, or just the you know, or just the two seater. Two seater. So. I'd go for the two-seater one because it's a shorter wheelbase. But, um, th- dude, they are so underloved, bro. Like, they, I saw, I saw a really nice one the other day. It was freaking nice. I remember how good they. They're a good-looking car. I think that's part of the issue, though. Um, I've seldom seen one in good condition. They all, they all have it. Yeah, I, I've seen plenty of S15 or other Silvers in good condition. Uh, generally, S15s are usually the best kept. They're the newest as well. Yeah. So. Um, Skyline's always generally in good condition. R33s are usually the most bashed. <laughs> they just are. They just are. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I've very rarely seen a good condition 300 ZX. It's always it's got cracked up bumpers, smoking. I mean, the person inside doesn't look very flashy. <laughs> you know why though? Because they are one of those cars that are parts are just impossible to find. And two, if anything goes wrong with them, they're, they're a throwaway car. They are so expensive to work on and so expensive to get parts for. It's people just run them into the ground, and it's a shame because they're such a beautiful car. Yeah, and and the more you run them into the ground, the less they are available. So, but I mean, uh, I saw this um, this this one post a while back on Facebook, and to do the spark plugs on a turbo, one of those, it's like a six-hour job. Nissan quotes. <laughs> Have you seen how packed the engine bay is in one of those? No. The no. inlet manifold goes over the the rocker covers. Yeah. So it's it's just it looks like the biggest pain in the ass job I've ever seen. I'm just like. Who the hell would design an engine like that? And my mechanic complains about changing spark plugs on a Rexy. Yeah, well, <laughs> d- 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 not as bad. Not as bad. Still not not fun, but not as bad. As long as you've got tiny hands, the Rex is pretty doable. Yeah, it is It is pretty doable, actually. But yet, but uh, very rarely do you find mechanics with tiny hands. <laughs> well, dude, 300s, man. Well, we should start a campaign, save the 300, because the 300 was a, was a damn good car and very underappreciated. Um, a lot of people are doing LS swaps. You know, just just to keep the body shape around because because yeah. the, the engine wises they just yeah they just can't afford to 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 repair them. Just the general design, like it was, it just you can tell it's, it's very it's very aerodynamic as well. Yeah, like um, a lot of time, cars you know you would just see they they'd sacrifice the aerodynamics for uh, I guess that nice look. You yeah, get. but uh, this car is very sleek. Um, 
it is showing some age these days, but I still, reckon it's a, it's a timeless car. It's still it's it's very good looking. I, I remember seeing one at like a petrol pump when I was I think uh, probably around twelve, yeah. something like that. Like, and I was Whoa. just very yeah, yeah, just very intrigued as to what it was. Just to prove how good that car still looks today. That car was originally from the eighties. I think it was eighty nine they came out. Or, uh, do you know uh, the first. The first lot of them was eighty. Was was ninety nine point nine percent sure they were like eighty nine or something like they were late eighties. But they're uh, a car that yeah, is just like eighty three to eighty nine was the Z thirty one. And, and the series two was yeah. 80, late eighty nine onwards. Yeah. So, car they're a good looking car, and you know it's a shame that they're they're going by the wayside. Look, we got we'll continue this right after this. We're gonna go to a quick break. We're gonna go to another song, um, but we'll be right back after this. We're back in 98.9 Northwest FM. This is Carl Talk with J. That was Manzuro. I can't say his last name. <laughs> Heroes. That was a written song of Eurovision a few years ago. So, um, back on to topics of cars that, that are underappreciated. Hidden gems that are in amongst a crowded society of Priuses. <laughs> James knows how much I love the Prius. <laughs> um, so, my next one on the list I was going to talk about, uh, which, which my mate just actually kind of bought. He actually went to Bridgman to buy it and picked it up there and drove it back. And when, and when he told me about it, I was like, oh my god, this is freaking amazing. Um, he bought a 2006 Audi S8. So you'd be like, oh, it's an Audi. This has got a 5.2 litre Lamborghini Gallardo you know, V10, V10 engine. And it sounds insane. Like, it's just it's dumb. <laughs> it's so good. And, and the fact that he bought it for like, you know, I'm not going to say the exact price, but yeah. under thirty thousand dollars is you know with a, with decent case. You know, the only thing I'm worried about though, if anything goes wrong, that car he has to pretty much throw it away because that is built of all sorts of you know Lamborghini parts and um, yeah, with you, we know how much parts to to fix. Parts, parts will cost him more than how much he paid, paid for, the, for car. the car. Yeah. Essentially, so it's a nice car, man. It is a very nice car. Uh, I, I know you like your Audi, James, but um, yeah, yeah, like it's super nice inside, super luxury, and it's just a nice executive feel. And then, and then you have a V10 from a supercar. Uh, yeah, just just putting the bonnet. That's like, yeah, you can you can handle that. That'll yeah. be fine. Why not? Why not? It sounds absurd. Apparently, their excuse for that car to put the V10 in there was because at that time they had their um their RS series and like the RS. Five and six, or I think that they had V8s, and the previous gen S8 had a V8. It's like, oh, well, we can't have our, our super exec having a, having a V8. He needs to have something better. So, so we'll, we'll give him a V10, and they they gave him a V they gave him a V10 over Lamborghini Gallardo, which is you know unbelievably pointless, but still incredibly cool. That's a party piece. You can say, oh, I've got a Lambo. Oh, me too. Well, not really, but it's. <laughs> I've got the engine. I've got the engine of one. Um. But yeah, that, that's that, that's a, that's that's a pretty cool car. Uh, another couple I was going to talk about was the TRD Orion, which is you don't really hear about. They went really good, um, supercharged versions of, of that sweet little V6 that they got. Without, you know, three point five liter V6. That was TRD's, TRD was kind of um, like TRD still exists, but like in Australia, that was, that was like their answer to FPV and HSV, and um, they didn't really sell too well. But the cars were made to quite a good standard, and they, if you can find one pretty, they're, they're worth nothing now. Um, they're still a, they're a really good buy, and it's a it's a piece of a car that you can only get in Australia as well. And, and that was rather unfortunate because it's pretty much I'm not being sexist, but it's pretty much the dad car where the dad can you know do family things, but then also have a bit of fun. Have a bit of fun, yeah, when they're just on the track or just you know when they're on their own, and it, it did both things. But unfortunately, we had a market that already had. Two beasts that, uh, you know, 
had that had that market void uh, yeah. filled. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm all about you know some competition in the market and some choice, but unfortunately, what happened happened didn't sell as well, and now it's um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good buy now. It's a very I mean, good buy now. Yeah. Um, if if I had the if I had the money, I was in the market or something like that. That'd be definitely on top of my list. Um, thing is though, when they, when they marketed it, because it was only because they didn't make it all wheel drive, they kept it front wheel drive. It's a lot of power to put on front wheels, and apparently, talk still was a bit of a bit of an issue. <laughs> Um, but the fact that they were marketing against like FPV and HSV when the car had the same output as like an XR6 Turbo, which was a lot cheaper. That, it, that's it, where the ideal market would have sat. Sag, like, yeah. Against an SS or an, uh, an XR6 Turbo, something around there. Yeah. But uh, I guess costs they had to they had to recoup costs as well. And if they did make it all drive as well, then again it would have been a whole yeah, yeah. whole different kettle of fish. Um, and it would have been a, it would have been ten times better the car. They could have run a lot, probably a lot more power because they they're a strong engine and they're they're running a low like low boost so. And they could have actually, I guess, stepped up the competition to the uh, PVs and HSVs they, as well. They could have they because they're offering something different as in all wheel drive and you know with the big the big muscle cars have always been you know big powered rear wheel drive cars, which which would have mixed it up a little bit. Um, which, which kind of um, gives a little excitement for when you think about it the uh, the Stinger, that's a V six. Um, yes, yes, it's not it's not supercharged, it's turbocharged. Yeah. But uh, they they're getting the all wheel drive variant for for the high power version. So it's just it gives a bit of excitement because that's what you know we could have seen with the with the Orion, and uh, we might see that you know even though we don't have that competition anymore. But having said that, I don't, I don't think they're going to give us the all wheel drive version here. So we'll have two hundred and uh, seventy kilowatts rear wheel drive, which is pretty much essentially the same as what my F six has. Oh. Well. I'm not going to complain. It's, it's I mean, real drive still still more acceptable. Uh, you're not running the the torque steel. But it would have been it would have been nice to have a wheel drive just for that. I definitely would have. Yeah, definitely would. Because that's where pretty much everything's going these days. That that's got you know, a bit of power. Like I mean, I mean, you look at the AMGs like the like the C43s. That's that's all drive. Um, yeah, you know, and turbo as well. So it would have made a real cool, a cool cheaper alternative to one of those cars, and still go like stink. Which is. Going to be interesting when it comes out because they're going to be targeting all the people that have left that all the people that have Ford and Holden have left behind, really, with their or in Toyota, I should say, with their large car market. So, yeah. Kia's going to come in and be like, buy us. The funniest part is where I believe somebody in Holden still reckons um, people will be interested in buying the what is it? The insignia. Opel insignia. <laughs> the Opel insignia. Because it's not a Holden insignia. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm on, uh, irrationally angry at that, but uh, you know. Because at least they should have killed the Commodore name. Simple as that. Yeah, with 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 the Ford, they're like, okay, Falcon's dying. You get the Mondeo. You can also have a Mustang. Yeah. Because you know, I can't afford to buy two cars, mm -hmm. and especially not the Mustang. <laughs> but I, it's still nice that once I do start, I guess saving up, I can have that option to buy a nice performance car. Yeah. That uh, I guess an XR8 or an F6 kind of left behind for me. Yeah. Whereas with the 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 Holden, it's just. Yeah, you can have this front-wheel drive sedan that's kind of shit. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's very disappointing. If, if there's a Camaro here, I would have a totally different opinion. Oh, yeah. But there isn't, and so I'm angry. Are they keeping the Holden name, or everything's going to be open? No, they're, they're keeping the Holden name, which is, which is okay. Like, I don't think I'm with that, but I've got, I've got, the, I've got what's wrong with it is they're calling the new yeah. Insignia uh, yeah. a Commodore. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, is the Commodore was originally based on an Opel anyway, but... This is it's it was pretty it's finishing its life as a fully strain built car kind mm. of thing, and design and stuff. This is just a complete European car just keep just slapping on a badge Commodore. Yeah, which is even the first gen even the first you know Commodore that they released, 
it, it looked while what it looked like the you know the opals overseas. It was completely re-engineered for the Australian conditions, and it looked a bit different, and you know had all different different things. So, you know, it kind of really defeats the purpose of calling it a Commodore. You know, like cashing in on the name. They are well, essentially that's what they're doing. And and also importantly, the general dimensions of the insignia are considerably smaller. Well, it's a middle-sized yeah, guy. It's not a large guy. And look, I'm a fat guy. If if, <laughs> if if I have a family of you know four or five that would fit in a Commodore comfortably, if you can't buy the new Commodore or the insignia, no. as it should probably be called. Um, you can't buy them and expect the same thing. You will have people getting squished. Yeah. Like we, we, these cars fit the market in the first place because I guess we but, like more room. But see, that's the thing, Alan. That's, they, that's they, the they're not selling that's, anymore either. That's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, that's, they're not selling anymore. So that's the reason they've been like, oh, we'll see you later. Yeah. So like, the, the, what about the fat man that needs to sit here? <laughs> You know, well, you've got an SUV you now, Alan. You've got, uh, and See, that's the, you can't have a large car. You need to buy a truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> SUVs are just like a mum's soccer car. Yeah, yeah. They, they are though. Like, like yeah, they've lost all. No offense to mums, but yeah, they are. They've lost all their meanness or whatever they Canyon used to Nero. be. Yeah, <laughs> because even the um the territories obviously gone down as well because I was building yeah. the, the Falcon platform. Um, for the what is it, the Everest? But the territory was a full size SUV, yeah. and like it was, you know, it's a big car. Whereas like the, like the Everest is a big car. The Everest is based on on a range of underpinnings. Yeah. But see, Ford is smart. They've they've got an SUV for like every range. So like you got your big SUV there, and your smaller SUVs for you know, the, you know just just to put the kids in and, and yada yada yada. But, you know, it's just leaving a void without with, with people like that big executive saloon or, you know, sedan car. <clears throat> yeah, and, like, I guess people are going to go, they're going to have to go Euro because you, the Europeans stick with it. They stick with the 5 Series. They stick with the E-Class in, in, like, a bigger sedan. Like, Insignia is pretty much a C-Class size. But do you really, do you really want to fork out 150 grand for just a base model E-Class? It's, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money for what was really just a family car. Yep. So, yeah, I mean... I'm not representative of the market, so, you know, I always got to remember that. Well, look, we're going to go to our last break and come back and finish up the quiz. I'll give one more card before we go. The Peugeot, I don't Peugeot, I don't talk about French cars often, and I do not like French cars. <laughs> you so, like the Citroen... Um, well, the Citroen DS and the Citroen yeah. um, uh, 2 Stevia, like, they're, they're classics, yeah, yeah. like, they're, they're cool cars. But, um, like, the Peugeot, the Peugeots have always kind of been on and off. Like, the Peugeot 205 GDI, like, the original Peugeot 205 GDI, was, was sick, especially in a 1.9 trim. This was the later version in the 90s, which was the, called the 306 GDI. It's the forgotten GDI, but it had a crap load of power. It had a big 2 liter, 124 kilowatt engine. No one knows about it. And they're, like, they're like worth nothing these days. Um, I don't know how good they are in the reliability terms, but they, they, were, they were pretty fast cars. So keep an eye out if you want something small and cheap and you know, possibly kind of good. Uh, I'm going to have to speak to someone that's actually owned one of those, but um, from, from what I've heard, all accounts, they're actually pretty cool little car. We're going to go to our last song of the night. I'll come back and do the quiz. Um, we're going to go to a song by Dami M. She was, she, Aussie, Aussie Dami, which is um, which is really cool. She she represented us last year. She actually surprisingly almost won. But this song is a belter of a song. She, she lost to a song pretty much that was, I guess... Uh, she would have won if it wasn't for the politics. Politics, yeah. With Russia and all that stuff. So this is her song called Sound of Silence. This is an absolute... This is a ballad. It's a power ballad. So this is Dami M with Sound of Silence. That was Dami Yim with the sound, of, the sound of Silence, her second placing song last year. She should have won. It's a, it's a, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> we love you, Dami. Um, <laughs> we're almost out of time, but we're going to quickly jump to the quiz. So, Alan, you ready for this? As ready as I'll ever be. That's <laughs> 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 
The Eurobeat quiz. Eurobeat quiz. Question one. What does it mean to have a cross flow head? A cross flow head? Yeah. Um, is that like that bread twist shape they have on the top um, of like V engines? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, you can skip it. We'll, we'll skip it for now. I'll, I'll try and come up with words to describe it. Question two. The Kia Stinger has how many doors? You should get this one. We've talked about this before. Four? Yeah, it's a four door. Question three. The previous gen Ford GT, you know, the supercar that was in the States? Yes. Yes. How many litres in displacement was it? Previous gen Ford GT. Oh, man, I want to say 5.4, but I also want to say 5. Um... Well, I'll give you a hint. It's one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Uh, let's go with the 5. Oh, uh, no. Oh, it's 5.4. <laughs> I deserve half a point for that now. Uh, Alright, I'll, I'll give you half yeah, a point because you did mention it. <laughs> I'll pay that, but it's, it's, you know... You're too lenient. Oh, I'm too nice, aren't you? Yeah, it's nice. a stop because I technically mentioned the right answer. But I mean, you didn't pick it. There could have been so many different... Uh, um, what were we looking at? Displacements. Because oh, it's 6.2. Just like, uh, you know. A Raptor? <laughs> Question four. True or false? Supercars announced a new race series today. True. It is true. They announced it got like a Formula 5000 kind of thing. Um, Question five. What car did Ford trial here in the late 90s as a potential replacement for the Falcon. Was it the... Uh, as a replacement for the Falcon? I was going to say the Pro, but that, that was the replacement, the alleged replacement for the Mustang, wasn't it? And then oh, everyone yeah. had it. Um, the Probe wasn't a bad car, though. That, that's what people... Yeah, people don't, yeah. it isn't the Probe. I, I've, I've seen a Probe in my time, and it was terrible. No, um, <laughs> uh, I want to say the Mondeo. The Taurus. Taurus. Oh, damn it. Which is, I've actually seen some left-hand drive ones that have come from overseas recently. I mean, especially in SHO form, but we'll get to that next time. <coughs> um, question six. The Holden Epica in six-cylinder form had its cylinders arranged in what format? I'm going to say a V format. <sighs> it was a straight six. Really? Straight six front-wheel drive. It's super weird. Like, it's... That sounds stupid. How, how do they fit a oh, it's, it's It's tight. If, if you look, it's freaking tight. Like, so, uh, the transmission... The tra goes outside the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so. The transmission is, like, really tiny. And okay. The Epic car wasn't an Epic car, put it that way. Um, question 7. The Mazda BT-50 shares its underpinnings with what car? Uh, the Ford Ranger. It does. Next question. Question 8. The Mazda MX-5 RF, retractable fastback, is only available with what size engine? The 2 litre. The 2 litre, that's correct. Question 9. The new Mercedes GTS, which is a very sexy car, has what type of engine? <sighs> I've got no clue if I was to take a guess and say V8 by turbo. It is, yeah. <laughs> That's just a Mercedes kind of thing to do good, these good, days. Good guess, good guess. I saw one of those on the road the other day, and I was, I was in the F6, and I, uh, I'll, I'll get to that after the You quiz. were in Mexico <laughs> yesterday. Mexico, yes. 
Question 10. What is a hot V turbo setup? A hot V turbo setup. Pretty much the car we just mentioned previously has that format. And it's, it's becoming common with a lot of new turbocharged cars that have their engines in a V format. Is that what they have the uh, the turbochargers between the, the V? Between the banks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the top of the engine, yeah. which is um really, really odd. But apparently it's better for efficiency and stuff. Good luck if you're trying to work on it, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> so No one works on cars anymore. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. If something goes on, you place the whole car. I think there was a YouTube mechanic who was saying he was working on a customer's new BMW. There wasn't even a dipstick to measure the oil on. You're kidding. No, nah, there was no dipstick. It had, what? You just, you just drain the oil and fill it up. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Cost casting, uh, uh, sorry, cut, that's cutting of costs, uh, that's, that's not, that's just, that's just stupid. Anyway, we'll get back to the last question. Question one, what does it mean to have a cross-flow head? <sighs> cross-flow head. I feel, like, what I want to say is, uh, the entry for the air starts on a, like, the air intake starts on the opposite sides of a, of a V engine. I don't know. You, you know what I'm trying to say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, are, are you saying that on a, on a V engine, it's more kind of... If I say it, I'll just give away the Wait, answer. Can you, draw, can you draw it, or is it, is, is it harder to... I'll give, you, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Actually, I can't give it, because I'll give it away. Basically, I'll give you half a point. Okay. Because you've kind of got it half right. So, what a cross flow. Would you take the half point or would you, would you want to go for the, the full Gahanas? Uh, like. I, I don't think I can accurately word it, so I'll take the half point. Okay, so what a cross flow head is, is we'll have intake on one side and exhaust on the other. On, on the other side of the. You know, the yeah, the bank of cylinders. So like what was before, like like older cars usually got them on the one side, but when they're when they're on opposite sides, it's called, it's called a cross flow. Okay, oh. I'll take the half point for that. I'll take the half point <laughs> because uh, I was actually thinking of that. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, including a point five, seven out of ten. Not bad. It's not bad. Good. I was thinking I was going to do a lot worse this this time. So. That was a, that was a hard quiz that one tonight. Uh, I am impressed. That was not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Look, we're pretty much out of time tonight. Um, oh, but getting back to that GTS, though, just before we go, I was in Mexico, and um, I, 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 I use my private jet to ship my F6 everywhere right now. Cheese, it's a nice car. I was on a road called... Actually, I can't even say the road. Um, Mexico, so, Boulevard. Mexico Boulevard. And I was... I, I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, so I sped up to get next to it, and like the guy gave it like a massive rev. I'm like, oh. And he did, and he, and he went. And he didn't, he didn't speed or anything because we were in traffic. But the noise this thing made. Mercedes make good engines. And they make even dirtier sounds. So, um, definitely, it's one of those cars that is... <laughs> on, my, on my new list of what I want to buy if I had a bazillion dollars. So, it, it's, it's good to hear that even with um, turbocharging. Uh, Mercedes hasn't... I mean, I'm assuming the sound changed. To what it was originally, uh, if it was a naturally aspirated V8, it's not as good. It's but not it's good. Still, it's, still it's, it's still nice. It's not a um, what they call it a DSG fart kind of. Boom. Yeah, I just <laughs> you get tired of that after like the first three times. After yeah. that, it's just 
Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like my brother, and he, his, his car now, because he took up the blow off valve, every gear, any RPM. So this was fun after about a week, and then now it's just like, oh my god, every time you get in the car, like he'll be changing it like 1500 RPM. It's, it's so bad. Look, that's all we've got time for anyway. Tonight we've gone, we've gone a few minutes over. Um, tune in next week, same time, 7pm for Car Talk with Matty J. Like our Facebook page, Car Talk with Matty J. That's T-O-R-Q-U-E with Matty J. Uh, if you missed any of our episodes, we've got our podcast up on Chat Engine and on, on um, uh, iTunes as well. So we've got all our old episodes on there. So give them a listen, give them a like. Give our page a share as well, which is which is always good. James, give, you, give your page a plug. Uh, Man vs. Movies every Tuesday at 6pm, 98.9 Northwest FM. Uh, tune in before Math Show and then stick around for his show, Car Talk at 7. He's always got he's always got good listening on his show, like talking about, talking about good movies. I'll be on your show next week. I'm talking about, yeah, uh, John Wick John next week. week finally comes out in Australia. Which is, I'm, dude, I'm dying for this. Oh week. man, it's going to be so good. So, so keep an eye out for that, for that and keep an eye out for um, For Your Pleasure on a Monday night. That's at 7, 7 so 6 pm uh, with Dr. Rock. And on a Thursday night, the Thursday Waffle, his other show with his mate Fitzy. They always just tell dad jokes. It's, it's it's a good laugh. It's a, it is a good show to listen to. So, so keep it locked here on 98.9 Northwest FM. In the meantime, this has been Carter with Meg J. Uh, thanks for coming on, guys. It's always a pleasure. Us. And I'll see you guys next week. Take it easy. Bam. Wow. My neck. Steve. <laughs> <laughs>